This message is a product of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. We thank you for engaging this conversation. Messages like this one are great resources to help us grow, but they cannot replace being a part of a local church. If you're not actively a part of a church, we encourage you to find one near you that fits you, visit it, and get involved. And we hope this message gives life to you today. Enjoy. My name is Seth Utley. I help lead production and just being brutally honest, I'm much more comfortable in the back than right here. But here we go. Okay. Um, I moved to Albemarle because of Vortex, actually, and it was about a little over seven years ago. And this has been, this church has been a big part in my life. Um, currently, I actually am in an internship for counseling. And so um, I'll kind of get into that a little bit today. Um, I am speaking on what it means to be a son. And just to give you a picture of my, what my family looks like, um, <laughs> this is pretty much it in a nutshell. There's me, and that's my mother, my father, and my sister. I'm speaking on son, but I will say something about my sister. She's very smart. We are not competitive, and I have beat her at one thing academically. So <laughs> that is on tape. Um, so, my father. My father is slightly eccentric. He's what you call a collector. He has plenty of CDs. He has in the thousands, and this is not an exaggeration, thousands of CDs, and he still has his collection of vinyl. Um, if you don't know what a CD is, talk to someone old. They know what a CD is. There's some kids here. Um, my mother, when she gets involved in something, she gets very intense about it. She has what you call like crafts and stamps collections. Um, and she loves music, being a music teacher. Um, so my my dad, we moved when I was a kid. We moved to Iowa, and in that, he kind of showed, set an example of what it looked like to kind of pursue um, God's vision in his life. He went for seminary to become a chaplain, and inside that, my mother became was a substitute teacher and kind of supported our family. And we lived in a neighborhood where everybody was doing the same thing we were. Um, they were all, all their parents were going to a seminary and learning to be a chaplain. And so we got to live in this almost picture, per, excuse me, picture, picture perfect like environment. And so inside that, we had this really pretty picture of what it kind of meant to be a family. Um, and so, but of course, nothing is ever as it seems. So inside that, there was a trauma in our family. And as a result, I had this feeling of, of frustration and neglect, feeling almost set aside the way it resolved itself. And it wasn't until I got space from my family, and it wasn't until actually moving here, going to counseling, and finding that vision for myself and learning that I wanted to be a counselor, I wanted to be somewhere for someone to help and to pursue resolution in certain instances in their life. And so once I kind of got to that space and I actually presented that to my parents and I presented my reality and my realization of what, what happened to me in my childhood and they respectfully accepted my reality. I didn't tell them how they should be or how they were, but, but inside that interaction, I decided to honor my mother and father. And that's kind of what this whole main point is, is that honor leads to health, the health of yourself and the health of your relationship. And I'm going to read from Deuteronomy 5.16. Um, it says, honor your father and mother 
as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land of the Lord your God is giving you. And I say that to lead to honoring your mother, like I just said, leads to health. And honoring does not mean enabling. It doesn't mean justifying. It doesn't mean your parents aren't perfect. Everyone knows their parents aren't perfect. If you think they're perfect, you have a problem <laughs> to work on. You have to restructure that. It doesn't mean enabling them. And if you need to get to a space that you feel safe, it might need, mean to honor them from a distance. And you might need to set some boundaries between you and the relationships. You are healthy boundaries, you and the relationships with your parents. And now, and that kind of lets me, all right. Your reality might look like kind of mine was where it was picture perfect and your parents had this high expectation or you didn't ever see that your parents fight and you're in a relationship where you're, you, you fight and re you think you're not, you're not living up to the reality that your parents left you. Or it might look kind of like mine did where you were kind of thrown aside and felt neglected and you felt frustrated and there are things that you couldn't control and that you couldn't live without. But I encourage you that the choice to honor, it's a choice to honor your parents, is going to lead to a healthy version of God's vision for your life. And you might say, well, that's great. I need to honor. What do I do? Some steps might be to stop blaming, to stop, to stop blaming and stop being frustrated with something that's out of your control and, and stop, start honoring God and honoring your parents, and that will lead to a healthy life. I am Kevin, Pastor Kevin, affectionately known as KT, uh, and maybe not so affectionately known as uh, Katie by some of your kids, which has me worried that they think I'm a big hairy woman. I'm not sure, but, but I am honored that I get to lead worship here at Vortex, um, and I also get to lead in our student ministry where I get to serve alongside some of the greatest people in the world. I mean, to watch some of the people who I get to serve alongside and what they dedicate to the students and what they dedicate and time and energy and, and preparing for worship. It's, it's honestly, it's an honor that I get to serve alongside of each and every one of you. And I also have the honor of, in two weeks, I get to marry the most beautiful woman in the world, my best friend, Rachel. I'm super excited. But it's super scary, and it's funny because we're talking about why family matters. And for me, my entire life, family has always been the F word. Wow. I mean, everyone's like, oh, God, this just got real, really sad. We just went from laughing. To, uh. But no, seriously, I mean, my entire life, I, I had a crazy trajectory from the get-go. I'll tell you a little bit of my story. Uh, my mom got pregnant while she was, a, like, end of her senior year of high school. Um, she, um, like, they just, her and my biological father decided to get married uh, because that's what was perceived to be right, and it was very dysfunctional, and it was, it was traumatic. Um, my mom was abused um, in several ways that are just horrible, that traumatically have impacted her life to this day that I still see come out in her. And it radically changed my life as well. And because of the abuse that she suffered, uh, she divorced him pretty early on. I was still an infant, but I still 
had visitation with my, my biological father. I still, I still had a relationship with him. And, and I did so until I was six years old. Now, I don't know if, if you do, but I remember the first grade. I remember being six years old. I remember relationships. I remember friends. I remember people, our places and experiences and, and, of course, trauma. And when I was six years old, my biological father looked at me in the eye and said, I don't want to see you anymore. And I can remember it. I can remember the feeling I had when I, I, I heard what he said, but I didn't understand what it meant. When I heard my, my mom and my stepdad at the time talking about giving up rights to see me and, and, and how it was going to affect our family. You see, family wasn't always fun. Family wasn't always this beautiful picture of, of of what we see displayed in, in, in media and, and, and what we take in every day. Family was dysfunctional at best. But I was lucky. My mom married an amazing man who I call my dad. And, man, when, when I finally made it up in my mind that he was my dad, he was my dad. I mean, he was Wolverine because Superman is dumb wearing those blue tights. And Wolverine would kick Superman's butt any day. We don't need to argue the semantics. But, like, my dad was, I was every other kid. My dad would beat up your dad, right? Like, he was everything and more to me. And what's amazing to me is Jesus did the same thing in Scripture to his dad. You see, when Jesus talked about God to the people who he encountered, all he did was brag. He talked about how good he was, how great he was, how perfect he was, his love that was everlasting and, and not forsaking. And it was just, it was powerful. It was my God can beat up your God. And it was, it was inspiring to me when I, was, when I was trying to come up with what to say today on talking about being a son. Because when Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 19, he says, Very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father do, does, the son also does. And I know that this is kind of taken a little bit out of context, but I, I, I understand the message that's in here, and, and it's this, and here's my point. A son is reliant on his dad. Whether he's there or not, a son is reliant on his dad. Because the child is relying on his dad for provision, protection, for presence. And what Jesus was also communicating is that a child of, of God is reliant on, on God for his validation, for his affirmation, for his joy, and above all, his grace. You see... Maybe you're like me, and you're a son or a daughter who's been tossed away. You've been ignored. You've been beaten and abused. Maybe you've been forgotten about. Maybe you were used or manipulated for selfish gain. Or maybe you feel like the bastard son who is just an unwanted burden. I want to tell you that you have a dad who wants you, who is excited to adopt you, 
to change your name. You see, I was born Kevin Robert Dupree, but I stand here before you as Kevin James Timmons because I have a dad who adopted me and changed my name and my destiny forever. And I want to read this verse to you. It's John chapter 1, verse 11. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. You see, my story is that. That's my story. I get to read it. A dad who, even though he doesn't have to, gives me everything I need and more. He cares for me. He loves me. And despite all of my failures, he doesn't leave me. And I want to tell you something. He will do it for you, too. He's already signed your adoption papers in his blood. Let him be your validation this morning. Let him be your comforter, your protector. Let him change your name and trajectory of your destiny forever. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been a production of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. For more information on our church, we encourage you to visit us online at vortexchurch.com.